This is Howie Abrams, head Jew in charge, Merciless Radio. You're listening to the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. Welcome to episode 42 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. How you doing, guys? What's going What's on? Going on? Hey guys, doing, thanks for coming out. Yeah, well, thank thanks for, for coming us. out, man. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Mr. Mike Dijon and Mr. Anthony Kyles. Keyless. Keyless. Yeah. I was nah, like, you nah, know nah, what? Not, not to be mistaken with Anthony Kiedis. Nice. Correct. <laughs> also known as Q. Right. Capital Q Unique. There you go. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Good, man. Brought me, brought, brought me back to my old neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, man. Good that's, stuff. That's crazy. That's crazy. So what was, you were here for your first? Your yeah, first I was, I was born and raised on, on Avenue on the hill between West 7th and West wow, 8th. Wow. Now I live, I live in Diker Heights, so it's oh. like a five minute, like. Oh, you're right rain. here. Yeah, I'm right here. Oh, I can't get out. Out of this neighborhood. Neighborhood. <laughs> Why go anywhere else? Exactly. What I try to tell going? this guy. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, Mike Brooklyn in, in Brooklyn. To me, why go anywhere else? Exactly. Why go anywhere? Else? I agree. If, I agree. Me too. I these, love it. These yeah. historian guys. Hey. These historians. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> nice. I'm outnumbered here, but I'll hold my own. Hey, Everybody hey, relax. Everybody will make it easy. Historia till death. Hey, yes. I, got love, I got a man love for Historia and Queens. I, I, I love it all, man. I love it all. When you're a New Yorker, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all, it's all even, yeah. But not really. I mean, Brooklyn really? born and bred. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have that exactly. pride. You have the that reason pride why they call it Kings County. That's right. Yeah, it's and tr- Kings Bounty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ray, awesome. Ray Luzier from Corn begs the dipper. He likes Queens County about it. <laughs> Queens Bounty. Yeah. yeah. Kings, yeah. yeah. Hey, there's a lot of people yeah. that do, man. This, you know, right now. I think right now, I think. In a way, I think Queens is really—I don't know—it's got—it's it's copy got, in Brooklyn. It's got—it's yeah. got, it's got, it's got, <laughs> nice. It's got, it's got culture, I think, a little bit better. No, it does. Yeah. It's like people are moving to Queens because they don't want to pay the Brooklyn rents. Yeah, that's like, what Brooklyn. Yeah, it's, it's all—it's all like the, it's the hipster spillover yeah. from Williamsburg. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's not transforming that way, though. It mm-hmm. still has the neighborhood feel to it in yeah. Astoria. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little gentrified, but in a good way, I think. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a camaraderie mm-hmm. between uh, Brooklyn and Queens. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll always be like joking around, this right. and that, this is of better, that's better. But we could all relate. The best bands come from Brooklyn's and Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. the, the Marauders, the Candirias, the mm-hmm. Biohazards, the, you know, you. all the Queens bands. Yeah. And, you know, we all gel. They just had different things going on. Yeah. yeah. And Lemoore's was yeah. in Brooklyn and Queens. Yeah, man. Not far right from here. here. Not far from here. Yeah, crawling right here. distance. There you go. I'll give it up to Brooklyn. There were hotter girls at Lemoore's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yo, that, it, what's, what, but that's the thing. What did, Queens never really had, like, a venue back in the day. Castle Heights is the only... Yeah, and that was a very was small only... place that had, like, half a stage. Yeah. You have really good shows there and mm-hmm. get really. Packed, that was like mid nineties though. Yeah, it was mid nineties. Yeah. That wasn't like the late nineties, right? Like eighties yeah. and yeah. stuff. Like the closest you know. thing we had a, to a venue was called Lamore's East. Mm-hmm. Right. right, that's why I said Lamore's on, on Queens Boulevard. Right. But they, wait a minute, there was another. And that was place. gone in in the mid eighties. Something it was, it was done. Wasn't there like something with the zone or something like that? Oh, red zone. Red zone. There was I red was zone. in like. It was the red Go- spot. There was a place with the red spot. Too. In Queens. 
I don't know if it was Queens. I don't think it was Queens. I know the Red Zone. Yeah, Red Zone was on. Many times. Red Zone was like was an extension weird, like, dance club of Castle Heights. Okay. Basically, because the same bands that would play at Castle Heights that mm-hmm. would be regulars there would play at Red Zone mm-hmm. as well. Like Billy Club Sandwich and right. EGH and mm-hmm. Irate and uh, Sworn Enemy and those we bands. Played there. I, I remember playing there. At least that's my my memory of it. Yeah. I want to get Rob from EGH on here one day. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Love Rob. Yeah. Rob's my boy. I love man. him, man. He's. We always compare hair. He always says he has nicer hair than me. <laughs> <laughs> I always back to this. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the red, the red spot, maybe on Staten Island. Mm-hmm. I was there one time, early '90s, and I saw Prong and Typo Negative there. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's nice. the only reason why the red spot. I don't know. I think it was Staten Island. Oh, maybe nice, somebody nice can kick. comment after they heard this hey, and they can hey. correct me if I'm wrong. Possibly. Um, maybe. Yeah, the underserviced boroughs, man. The Bronx, Staten Island, you know. And, man. And, underserviced boroughs. I mean, that's I mean that's the way we look at it. You know, yeah. we. Um, well, what does Staten Island have? They had. They had the Yankees uh, farm system. That's it. <laughs> But but venue wise, they had a good venue that was like back in the late nineties. They had some. We used going to on. play. Uh, it was at a spot called more. Rock Palace. Mm-hmm. I remember the Rock I Palace. Rock yeah. Palace. That was Staten Island. Yep. Staten Island. Yeah. And they played that place called the Cave, I think, or was that Jersey? I don't know. There were some good shows. We played some good shows out in Staten Island back in the day. But now, no. We, the- actually, that's not true. There's a place that we played. Um, we did a we did a five borough tour. Which right venue around was, the same time, yeah, Sacred all did theirs. Which venue? Staten oh man, I can't remember the fucking name. Was, ha, um, was it uh, uh, the hashtag bar? No. That used to be called the Cup. I don't remember. I, I gotta, I gotta text. Wild has it played there like three, three, four years. Really ago. cool spot. Really cool spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. It's the only spot to play. It's the only, only. There's, there's a dude out there. Damn it, I'm, I feel so bad. I'm forgetting, but um, this dude Jeff, he books. All kinds of hardcore metal shows. This from Enrage? This is in Staten Island. Yeah, yeah Jeff Alteri from yeah, Enrage. This in is in Staten Island. This is in Staten yeah. Island. And uh, you know, you remember that ringing a bell about the name of the venue? I forget. I feel I feel bad. I forget. But anyway. Docs. Nah. I think anyway. with the Bronx, it's just because of hip-hop. Hip-hop was just... Because mm. I, I spent a little time out there in Throg's Neck. And being there, that's that was... It was intense. Mm-hmm. Like, people see it in movies and documentaries. Mm-hmm. But oh, being sure. there and seeing it, it was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so, birth of a lot of yeah. a lot of culture out there. Yeah, big time. Right. <laughs> I used to cop dust. I was the brother. Crazy Eddie, Harlem, one sixteen in Lenox. Jesus Christ, Grand Concourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those days, bad huh? places, man. Bad, mm-hmm. bad. Oh my God. Yeah, but that's that's the that's the history. That's that's the reputation right there. The city, really. I mean, right. a lot of it was was that era from like. You know the mid seventies up until the early like the up until about the nineties, but the early city was 90s. like insane. I mean, yeah, you know, was. we all grew up. It was here, intense, and oh, it was yeah, just a time. different place, a different place, different vibe, different energy. Yeah, you know? it's been softened. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all big it, time, yeah. Oh, all of it, big mm-hmm. time. It's, 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 it's like I I I look back at it. And I love those crazy days where you actually was was a little bit fearful to be on the train yes, and this and that. Feeling, like I loved that all that feeling. stuff looking back, <laughs> but like like I have a daughter. Right now, do I change, want right. her to be growing up in that no. shit? Yeah. No. Yeah. But to yeah. me, you could bring back grimy New York all day long. I'm yeah. all for yeah. it. I'm all for it. I love that feeling. The week. Yeah, when that when that happens, to me, right. when I get you that know what I mean. Now, on a certain level, it does. When I get that feeling now, like if I'm on the train and I feel that tension or whatever like that, I'm like, man. 
I love that feeling. Yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, no, I, I, to- I totally you know, get it. Obviously, I ain't no tough guy yeah. or nothing, but. I think when we were growing up, it wasn't even so much an adrenaline rush. It was. It's just, just life. Way, way of yeah. life. It, it was, was normal. Yeah. There are still like, sections. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Going yeah. go to Brownsville, oh, definitely, you, oh, yeah. you definitely should pay attention. Yeah. You know, <laughs> certain parts of even certain parts of Bed Stuy are getting gentrified. But you yeah. can walk. You can walk down. You know, one little block here, and mm-hmm. then you're, you're like, uh, yeah. it's still it's New York. Yes, brutal. it's still New York. There's, there's elements here. There's a, a, the way the city is built, like the the you know, it's just. The subway, man, these little dark corners. Yes. I mean, there's just opportunities in, in that. You know what I mean? And that's, I think that's part of this city that's never going to change. You know what I mean? It's always going to be an element of danger here. Good. You know? And it should be. I mean, uh, keep your toes, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And people just go fucking crazy here, man. Yeah. You know? They just go nuts for no reason, it's inti- too. It's, it's, it's fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what I'm watching because this neighborhood and Diker Heights and Bay Ridge, they're changing drastically mm-hmm. yeah. ethnicity-wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. And I'm watching them. I'm like, okay, they, this this new group has their shit together, but I'm not sure if they're aware of the speed here. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. eventually it'll, it'll change. You yeah. can yeah. see how they, they're, they're assimilating and changing up certain things, and it's it's cool. Yeah. But, I, you know, this neighborhood, I try to explain to people, it's like this was all Italian. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. From here all the way down to here, yeah. to yeah. the tip of Bay Ridge. Mm-hmm. And it was a Bay, Bay Ridge animal. Animal. Yeah. Oh, Big yeah. time. Like Bay, Bay Ridge, like I live right now in Bath Beach, and like all that was all Italian. Yeah. Like I, was, I met up with a friend of mine that I haven't seen in like 20 years last night. We were talking about how like 13th Avenue, this Bath Avenue, like all the shit that went down back in the day. And yeah. now it's like huge... Asian population, yes. huge Middle Eastern population, Russian. huge Russians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like it's completely changed over. Yeah. yeah, it's like I grew up in Canarsie where it was just like Irish and Italian back in the in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's completely different. Yes, mm-hmm. you it know, is. it's called completely different. So. I remember in the early eighties when I moved to the block that I live on now in Astoria, mm-hmm. the entire neighborhood was one hundred percent Italian, and the uh, the landlord where we moved in the apartment was a little iffy about renting to us because we were Maltese. Oh, I see. And we're, you know, we're not like full-blooded Italians. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they were actually like a Orsonia Sicilians. Mm-hmm. They had a social club oh, yeah. around the corner yeah, and yeah. I looked out my window and there's a bocce court there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still there. <laughs> they, you know, they still get together. The old guys still go and they, you know, they throw mm-hmm. their bocce balls over there and, uh, you know, eventually things change and mm-hmm. I welcome the melting pot that my, yeah, that that's my what block is now. York. Yeah. Sure, you know, I got you know Bangladeshi homeboys yeah. on the corner that mm-hmm. are open late, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they get up late. <laughs> they get you know, up late. It's the only corner store that opens up like at, in the afternoon. <laughs> that's right? not normal. Yeah, what kind of work habit is they that, man? Yeah, they're open in the morning. <laughs> I rolled they, up uh, at his house. We went on tour. It was eight o'clock in the morning, and they weren't they weren't fucking open. Uh, I was like, What's yeah, going on, man? They're open till four. They do more business to people. Yeah, this guy's a whole twenty-four-hour spots in Brooklyn, man. Yeah, that's what a bodega's supposed <laughs> exactly. to be. Exactly. Work to you, bleed, not a bodega. It's a Bangladeshi. <laughs> Mini it's, it's a little different. It's a little, it's a little different. different. But that, that melting pot is what makes us more tolerant <laughs> mm-hmm. to what's going on sure. politically in the, in the climate. Sure. Because middle, because we just came back from Middle America, and I'm sure touring, you've seen it. Sure. The, the, the minute you hit Middle America, yeah. it just it shifts, and you're like, I can see why everybody's so angry out yeah. here. You know? yeah. it's like, Me and my dad have a com- had a conversation recently, and, and we're talking about all this, the political climate and everything that's going on, and he's like, what you got to understand is... New York City, California, 
This different. is not America. No, it's different. Going to the middle of the country, and I'm like, you know, why does my dad got to remind me of that? I go to the, country, the middle of the country yeah, you're all, all over the place. Yeah. You know, and it's true, man. It's really true. Like, people really are way more separated. They see they see other cultures As through a the screen. Yeah. Through and, a screen. And, yeah, and they right. get they get this they get this sort of, like, you know, they don't live elbow to elbow with no. people. They watch TV. And the, inf- and the information is yeah, fed the information, to them through Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. and, it's, and it's not true. No. It may not always be true. It's not. It's know? skewed it's big skewed time. And, I, yeah. who, who would have thought that we finally figured out that news is, is, is a manipulated mm-hmm. system where you're just, yeah. you're choosing your information yeah. and feeding it to It's there just so you could take a side. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. And all yeah. the like news side is Exactly. Divide yeah. and conquer. Yeah. Yeah. And all the you news anchors are told what separate. to say. It's that, crazy. It's, it's insane. And people take it for face value. If it's on the TV and there's a good looking girl or guy letting them know what's what, they think, okay, since so-and-so says so, and they're on TV... Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's it must crazy. be true, and it's the only version of the story they're getting. Yeah, right. You know, and they have no. Nobody's other, investigating. They have no. No other, one's looking you know, anywhere else. Nobody's on CNN. It's too much work. Yeah, it's and, too and, much work. Which is relate, sad because it's not a lot of work. No, it's a couple of buttons scroll. that you press. Yeah. Right. Relate burkas, and you know they see this on TV. They see it, and then they they think, oh, there's people wearing burkas. They should take that. Like, oh, it's crazy shit. People get. Hollywood is, has a hand in that too because Absolutely. if you pay attention, Absolutely, they change man. their villains. I remember yeah. when we were kids, oh, Russians it. were the villains in Rocky or anything. You'd see us against the Russians, and now, now it's all it. they, yeah, There was even probably, they always have to have a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We were even talking about this the other day. We were in the comic book store, mm-hmm. and uh, Q's a big comic book guy, and, yeah. and we were talking about comic books we had when we were kids, and they had propaganda comics mm-hmm. yeah the invaders you know, the, the invaders yeah. were uh, against you know, the germans against the germans yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. you know so it's like changed in, drastic so crazy, they didn't man. they didn't have like you know digital social media outlets but they fed it through comic books right yeah. Yeah. somebody then, recently so, posted you know, i don't changed, i don't remember who yeah. it did but i saw somebody posted like the cover of the co- of a comic book i think it's like captain america punching hitler in the face yes mm-hmm. something like that i saw yeah. it recently that's how it was yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first original Cap- Captain America comics I was a collector to when I was a kid. Um, they all were. There was like, this political aspect yes. to it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, teaching these kids young, it's messed up. Yeah, it's messed definitely. Up. And they're still, like, it, it's crazy the fact that we still make war movies like this where we literally are, like, we're the good guys yes. and they're the bad guys. There's no... And that's yeah. it. And, and it's just, like, when you really think about it, it's insane to, to It is even, insane. It's just insane to kind of, like, put that in people's minds. That's the, You know what's crazy? You're saying that and what popped into my head was the only thing that Trump ever said this whole time he's been around that I, that I applauded was when he said, you think we're so innocent? Right. It's like... That's it's it. true. That's probably it's the so, best thing that ever came right. out of his mouth. And it's oh, true. Yeah. And you know what? More people that. should say that. Yeah, because, right. because it's a fact. Yeah. We're not innocent. It's no, Yeah, it's, but I'm sure he after like he was thinking, did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> know, <laughs> I don't know if he thinks that way, man. I, don't I, don't know, know, I wish he did. But he just throws up. <laughs> you know what? Look, I mean it's good it's good that we have an outsider. He's not a politician. That's the to me the silver lining is people are waking up. People are realizing they're, holy they, shit. They're yeah. getting angry. This is our president, yeah. Yeah. and and for whatever reason, people are paying more attention. People are paying more attention. People are people are understanding we have to get involved on on like a, right. like a community level. You know? He made politics. It's not top secret anymore because yeah. the information is just all over the it's place. Always, right. It's all over the place. And I think Hillary Clinton would have made a really a good president, but right. I don't think anything would have changed. No, it would have been, 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 been quiet. It would have been quiet. It would have been more of the same. Right. Yeah. More of the same. More of that sort of yeah. like. If if anything, he's brought out is that people got too laxed mm-hmm. 
and realize that the politicians are asleep at the wheel mm-hmm. and we can't entrust in them right to and control everything yeah right you know no, right. Right. You, can't. you mean we the people it starts with we right. the people and it's right. like and, and the like, people aren't the people are distracted the people are too busy limiting it up and mm-hmm. spending beyond their means and, yep. and you know getting like desensitized by so- social media and, sure. and and everything else so yeah. uh it's just time to wake up. Yeah, it really is. For, forcefully. Yeah. It's crazy. Nobody has. Nobody has. What's what? What's the word? Like like um. Like a fucking like the attention span of people. Oh, it's is terrible. gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. Now, like like just real quick, it's like a couple of days ago there was a fucking school shooting in Florida. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Yeah. For three days, that's all you saw. Yeah. Right now. Very far and few between. What happened? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the headline today is Fergie fucking up the national anthem. That's, exa- impor- that's important. That's important. Exactly. Like, so important. it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. horrible thing happened, which desensitizes us more. Oh, another school shooting. Yeah. Go on with your day. Hypernormalization, it, it, It's man. crazy how that shit works, man. Yeah. It's yeah. like our yeah. attention spans are fucking no. shot. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. what they do, it, it, it's all programmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, like, you'll watch a video. Then there'll be another one ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Then there'll be another one ready after that. It moves fast. So yeah. like, and if you don't press stop, the next one will just start playing. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're still looking, yeah, you yeah. watch it the whole you'll, way through. You'll watch something about the school shooting, and then the third video down, you're watching a dog playing snuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's right? true. It's crazy. It's school, true. School wow. shooting. We just normalize these things. Yeah, right. School shooting. Then like two girls in thongs pranking yeah. each other. Right. <laughs> and it's true. Right. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And that's that's the way we normalize it. Yeah. This is just normal. This is normal. Right. This is part of the program. Yeah, it's and crazy. then and then like the outrageous antics mm-hmm. of the commander in chief mm-hmm. that normalizes that behavior too. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And and that's what I'd say. TV, that's what I'd huh? say is bad. It, yeah, it's all reality yeah. TV. It's all fucking scripted and, and, nonsense and, and, that means and nothing bringing, at the end of the day. Bringing the hatred out into the open because mm-hmm. before it was just sort of a se- yeah. secretive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, people's opinions and biases uh, against racism, mm-hmm. all this. Now, Commander in Chief says it's okay. Right. Yeah. And people they're popping their chest up. You know, he says it's okay. Yo, mm-hmm. we're back in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't see this slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And and all it's doing is dividing the nation. Yeah. Big time. That's it. It's just yeah, dividing exactly. us. I mean, and and you know, you know, you know whether you choose a side or not, left, right, liberal, conservative, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those labels, I think, it's important for us to realize that that. There's there's something to that too, where you choose a side, you're choosing to help divide us. Yes. Right. And I, I don't try, and I never did. I never right. chose you know, a side. You can you can lean to the left, you can lean to the right, whatever. You can be that, but keep in mind, it also right. helps to divide us. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, I, I don't go choose any far. sides at all. Like yeah. like I have. There's a few things like I'm pro gun. You get fine. I'm cool. I'm pro gun. But then there's a lot of me that has a lot of liberal aspects to it. Like right. you know what I mean. Like you choose what you want to do with your body. You're a woman. Right. Not my call. Not right. my body. Right. You know what I mean? Right, that, yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, so I have, you know, on both sides, and I'll label myself or pigeonhole myself into anything. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I can, I can and, feel you on the gun thing. Samuel Jackson, and it's funny that he said it. He said that uh, he grew up in the South where, where it, there's guns all over the place. Mm-hmm. He said the problem is that these kids are, don't understand the value of life. Right. It has nothing to do with guns. Yeah. They just don't have... They have no sense of the value of somebody's lifespan mm, sure. and, yeah. and how it affects families, yeah. you know. So they just, you know, 
I mean, I thought that was an interesting point. Sure. Is, I'm, not, I'm not a gun guy, but, yeah. you know. Right. I'm not a gun guy either. I don't own a gun. But if you have the right to own a gun and you're responsible with it, have at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Have and at I, it. Right, right. you're right. You know, I don't have it. I'm not right. a gun It's all based dude. on decision, but you, know, you should be I don't have one, but if, if it's your right to have it and you use yeah. it, you know, then, then then have at it. But just don't be a jerk off. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I Just I, try not to be a jerk off. I do agree that there should be tests. I mean, look, there's a lot of things that we're given liberties for. Mm-hmm. And but like for instance, t- to own a car, you have to take a test. You have to take lessons. I feel like certain things. I license, feel like certain yeah. things you should Drunk. be tested sure. and, and get a license for. Right. Absolutely, it shouldn't take, be that take, easy. Take for instance, jury duty. Mm-hmm. To be a juror, when they interview you in the process to become a juror, if they ask you a question, say, would you take the word? from a cop over the word of a witness, and mm-hmm. you say, I'll take the word over a cop, mm-hmm. they dismiss you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So they make... They're very careful with their They're very, selection. very selective on the judicial system. Mm-hmm. For, of course. Right? But why do they make it so easy for some, like, young 13 kid... 13-year-old kid to buy a shotgun. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know how, how, they, how they make it hard for young kids to drive cars? Mm-hmm. They make the insurance rates high. Sure. And, and uh, you know, there's, there's a process they have to go to become a responsible driver. Mm-hmm. Why don't they have the same regulations for guns? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean it's it, it it's you're right, man. I mean at the end of the day, but, the bottom line is we could be doing better than this. Yeah, sure. you know, we really Easy. we're smarter and than my this. My AR-15s, yeah. these machines are built for one yeah. purpose to kill people. And that 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 level of a, of a, of yeah, a pistol can, you, a gun doesn't make can, any sense at yeah, all. But you can kill people with anything. You can you, you really know can. like like the way that. That numb nut in Charlottesville mm-hmm. just ran people over with yeah, the car. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And it, here in the it city, not too long. Yes. Yeah, as a matter, yeah, yeah uh, right on, on the west people side. People forgot about that, yeah. right? So I don't how, think. See how fast everyone forgot yeah, about that. I don't that? think the, yeah. the 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 tool for war mm-hmm. is exactly the problem. Mm-hmm. It's the hate. Right. The hate, you know, makes everything boil to a point where they have to act out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. just like this last run we were on, we were like out in the, in the Midwest. Yeah. You guys were out with corn. Yes. yes. We yes. And and uh, we pull into like a rest stop in Minnesota somewhere. And we had Manny with us from uh, Glassjaw. Okay. He was, so yeah. he's a little dark skinned, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. So people like look at him. And, they and they're actually looking at all of us because they right. just know we're different. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and you, know, but they, you know, but they zero in him. on him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know what he is. They mm-hmm. just know that he's brown. Mm-hmm. Right. And they start talking and they, yeah. you know, and out their face. And we were like, yeah. I had one guy oh, come up God. to one guy come up to me, looked at the New York plates. He said, you're a long way from home, boy. And wow. I was just like, I was, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> is that what he said to you? Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, what fucking year are we in here? You know, like, yeah. what is this deliverance? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he tell you you have a pretty mouth? Yeah. yeah. That's fucked up. I was, I was, I was waiting for, uh, you know, for him to say squeal like a pig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah. But uh, you, you, would, you would figure mm-hmm. things have changed. No. The only thing no. that has changed is technology. Mm-hmm. I think the hate runs as deep as it was during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that, that, that stuff has never changed. It's on the forefront and you see it. But you just mm-hmm. have more access to everyone's nonsense. Yeah. Because everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. And everybody just types away and thinks, okay, yeah. that's it. But it's it's so overused that everyone takes what their words are for, it's for, for granted. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm very strategic. Like, when I post shit, like... For the most part, I mean, obviously, sometimes I post, you know, nonsense. But but if I'm gonna say something, like, 
I it's 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 calculated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I was just sort of run off at the mouth yeah, with yeah. every fucking post. You know what I'm saying? Most of the stuff that I post is podcast and show related anyway. Right. But if I'm gonna try to say something quote unquote fucking profound, which it won't be, <laughs> um, like it's a cal- it's calculated. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people will just I don't know. They 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 take. I guess that everybody takes their little posts and their little opinions. Oh, too seriously. God, like, it's like every Joe Jerkoff and fucking Billy Nonsense down the block has something profound to say, yeah, and yeah. it's just all fucking bunch of bullshit. Everyone takes themselves too seriously. Like, everyone has a frozen, voice, right? which is fine. That no, we're golden. No, okay. we're good. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, King's Bounty. Sorry. What? No, I no, no. you were oh. making a good point. So. No, no, oh, no, no, no. I, happened, I was important. doing it, then I looked over, and I was no, like... No, that's cool. It's important okay. that, that you... Cue's on point, making sure that we're still rolling. Yeah, it's funny we're having uh, we're talking about this because I was talking to him before about the artwork mm-hmm. and, and maybe some of the lyrical content. Is it somewhat politically charged or is it It's it's a it's a the artwork is definitely something there to to poke at the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's funny, I forgot Which I thought it was awesome. I yeah. saw it, I'm like I'm one of An- I forgot to tell you, one of Anthony's classmates from high school. Uh, saw the artwork and he and because I, I posted this mm-hmm. and he wrote the Illuminati and mm-hmm. I was like nah bro it's just, it's just a band shirt <laughs> right <laughs> but but at the same time mm-hmm. we do want people to look at that sure. stuff and 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 kind of like you know question where are these guys coming from mm-hmm. the, the, right. the lyrics are, are are tossed between what's going on in the world and what's going on in our lives uh, so it, yeah. it's like it's it's mixed yeah, it's, yeah. it's intertwined yeah. sure and it should be right because yes. I mean it all is it's just yeah. your life yes. everything that's happening yes. around you yeah. and so, some of the songs are charged by mutual personal experiences mm-hmm. Q and I have that mm-hmm. we can relate to mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll have subject matter of things going on in our lives and introduce things that are going on in society mm-hmm. that can relate within sure. the same song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you close out this EP, which is awesome, fucking brilliant, with Subliminal from Suicidal. Yes. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, this it's is, awesome. This is a great EP. This is, it's, the production is awesome. Thank the you. performances are incredible. Thank the, you. The, the you. sounds, the song, the, the single is so, so, so sick. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, and I love awesome. the video, too, man. The video is Thank great. You. Thank you. Thank I you. I really dig it. And you know what I like about the video? It's, it's not... It's not it, I, could t- I mean, you know, I do a little bit of video and, and filming... It, it was just done well, but it's simple. You know yes, what I mean? It's just it's like a tasteful. Real, yeah, it's not tasteful. Over the top. That's the perfect yeah. word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Blake you know? Farber, uh, he he directed. He's mm-hmm. an okay. old friend of uh, Mike. Yeah. 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 He, I, I love uh, the energy, Yeah, he, yeah he's, he's amazing, and mm-hmm. he definitely pushed us to perform well mm-hmm. in the video, mm-hmm. which, you know, some guys just sit there, you know, and they just roll. Right. You know, he had... Something, he had something mapped out. That <laughs> right. was that was shot in a hallway. I know. At, story, our, at, story our, at, our, at our rehearsal studio. At so. Oh, yeah? It was, yeah. It, was, it was in the story. It's great. Yeah. Okay. It's great. It's great man. Thank I you. think it's yeah. fantastic. And the song is super, really strong, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's Thank really you. great. All the playing and everything. It's the like, voice sounds incredible. Yeah, when, when, I fir- when I first heard the band for the first time, I was like, all right, Mike Dijon and Q. I'm like... It's a little odd, yeah. You know, but nice. not in a bad way at no, all. I'm, no. like, I'm like, everybody knows Mike Dijon came up in the hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crown of Thorns, Breakdown, fucking... Didn't you have a band, what was the band called? Laws of Gravity? Mm-hmm. That play, I saw you guys a long time ago at the Knitting Factory, Wisdom and Chains and Curl Mags. Um, Sinom, fucking, it's so many different bands in the hardcore scene. And I know Q from, not personally, but 
through hip hop. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like his solo stuff, his yes. little, you know, with Kokonosha and Bill and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, we have basically pretty much a rapper, but then you have Stillwell. Yes. And then you're on tour with Korn with Stillwell, and then yes. you have a hardcore guy, and you come out with something like this, which is like, all right, mm -hmm. definitely different. Mm -hmm. Which is fucking cool. Yes. Because it just shows a bunch of a, an eclectic music taste with you guys. Yes. So it's I also, dope, I also like to say, and I, I steal it from Quincy Jones. I was just talking to Lou about this. God was in the room. Yeah. And not in a religious, fanatical way, because that's not me. I'm, I'm not a church goer or anything. Mm -hmm. But they, when, when he said it, and, and I heard Michael Jackson say it years ago, it's like when you come out of the, the studio mm -hmm. and you have this product that, that actually resonates mm -hmm. and people listen, they're like, whoa, yeah. God was in the room, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. I like that. So that, you know, when me and Mike yeah. get together and we're, we're just riffing around and, mm -hmm. you know, that's how I look at it. That's mm -hmm. real spiritual. Was this record? Where was it? Where was this recorded? We recorded. I have a small studio in, in my in my apartment. Mm -hmm. And then our producer, Chris Collier, is out in uh, Burbank, right? Burbank, yeah, he's California. He's in Burbank, California. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll we'll do all the rough tracks mm -hmm. at Q's place. Right. And then you know send the files out to Chris. That's great. And uh, he put a spin he on puts it. a shine on it. Yeah. That is, it's great. That is amazing. I love the production. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and you recorded the drums at your place as well. Yeah. Well, well, I have uh, V drums. Oh right. So we'll do that. Or awesome. Or we'll give. That's so great. Or Chris himself, our producer, is so a drummer. Great. Yeah. So he'll he'll go in and he'll, yeah put a twist on it. It's so great, man. Because you know what it is. I it's it's harder and harder to make records. It's harder harder and harder to make studios are gone. It's yeah. crazy, man. Yes. Like. It's just so difficult. And when I when I heard this, I and I didn't see where it was recorded. I was like, hmm, I wonder if they recorded this at home. And I wonder what the situation was there. So that's great. Yeah. V drums. Wow. That's, yeah. I and mean, you because yeah. you could because you could do two things with V drums. You could feed it straight out of the the mono, mm -hmm. and then you could do it with the MIDI. Mm -hmm. So that's what you could. You, and the MIDI will pick up all the you know the tabs. And if right. you want to make a little correction, sure. Here, man, you fish. You're doing something. it anyway these days. Yeah. Greatest place. What are you gonna do? Sure. Especially if studios are, are a for a band that's not signed, that's just not in our budget right mm -hmm. now. We can't we can't go crazy. Right. You know, we gotta be yeah, you gotta, smart and logical with what we're yeah. doing. And then B, it's just there's not a lot to choose from out mm -hmm. here. So yeah. it's like you know we we're figuring it out. Yeah, man. And we gotta catch up, man. You figured it out. Thank uh, you. I, thank I, th you. I really thank do. You. I think the formula is fantastic. Thank man. you. Thank I mean, you. I. Going forward, I hope you guys stick with the script. I mean, this producer. I mean, we really... have an album done. Oh yeah, by yeah. The, with the same yeah, format. Man. Yeah, so we're, we're just man. looking towards uh, uh, getting the people in the corner to believe in us. We cool. we have a couple of labels, maybe, but mm -hmm. you know, we're still we're fishing. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like you guys are on the right path too. Touring with Corn, I think this is a perfect sort Thank of you. like. And yeah. you have a yeah, that can't be a bad thing. No, this is no, it was actually an amazing experience. It was yeah. It was sort of like, uh, like a test. Mm -hmm. You mean they, the corn guys? You know, they they have a long history with Q, and they were nice enough to invite us out on the road with them. Mm -hmm. And we we're like, man, you know, uh, we didn't gonna... have to ask. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. know, because you know we're all band guys. You know, when you have to ask and yeah, it's awkward. Sure. We didn't. I was sitting on the bus and we were just joking around and and uh, head. He, he opens up his phone and he's just scrolling and we're joking, and he goes. 
hey, do you think King's Bounty would want to open up for us? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> why the hell not? <laughs> In my head, I want to do backwards. I'm like trying to compose. My, and I know them for a while, so mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic, man. <laughs> it's it, so, still well played with them. Yes, we we did an arena tour with them, which right, was insane right. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the story is hilarious. I just real. I know that the killing myself to live video. Yes, was right. Yeah. So initially, when we did it, and I was told, "All right, we're gonna we're we're uh, opening up for them an arena tour." It was us. In this moment, disturbed corn and seven dust. Wow. So the, the, the what was funny was was I arrived in Cali for rehearsals and I and I told Fieldy, I was like, hey, um, you know, I'm kinda new to this mm-hmm. and I know you got some pull. Why don't we just go to like a bar over in LA? Let's 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 warm this up. You mm-hmm. know, like I was trying to be smart about it. I was like, mm-hmm. throwing me on an arena stage to do something I've never done before yeah. might not be the right thing to do. Got you. And he's like, ah, oh, dude, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so the first like three or four shows you could it, it sounds like somebody's choking me. Mm-hmm. but then as we got into the groove and then somebody from in this moment had pointed out to him about guitar tuning because he was he was switching from bass to guitar and he wasn't really paying attention so we adjusted and then that's when i started learning and then chris came in and when we did the second Stillwell album he was the one that made the fine like the fine like he saw where my pockets were, and he was like, instead of going here, go here, or do this, or here's your exercise, and I spent like two weeks with him to record mm-hmm. out in Burbank, so that was like, the ch- and then then getting with him, he was like, he was like, that. I, it's hard to explain, but he gave me the level of confidence mm-hmm. that that's where, that's why our songs are becoming so evolved, because he's, he's looking at it like, oh, you do that or do that or, or go here and I'm looking at him like yeah you think he's like yeah I know you could do it just do it cool. so it's yeah. just odd you know you gotta have that you gotta have that teammate yes. you know that guy yes. that's just like yeah I mean when we just first started jamming together you know I'd, I'd hear some things were in his range and be like he can handle that easily mm-hmm. like, let's see what else he can do mm-hmm. so I started writing songs to sort of challenge him mm-hmm. vocally and he kills it mm-hmm. kills you. it i mean like it, it, and then what does it boost my confidence to even go further outside out. yeah. of the box even mm-hmm. further sure. yeah and see where else we could take it because right. we, we the first batch of songs we wrote trying to you know keep it heavy mm-hmm. keep it aggressive keep it melodic yeah and now anything goes. It doesn't matter sure. as long yeah. as it, as long as it's cool. We're implementing like keyboard parts mm-hmm. and synths mm-hmm. and why not? Whatever, yeah. whatever right. sounds if it works. It works. Man. Whatever sounds. We're not married. We're not good, married good, to good. a specific genre. We right. already know we're not yeah. a metal band. Right, right. We already know we're not a hip hop group or, or or a hardcore band. We're just you know it's like one of those things where certain certain bands come up and, and you listen to them you're like i can't really put a finger on it it's just their own thing right? that's yeah. it yeah. And, and you know i mean i i think the way the cool thing about the way the industry is now is is i think people um i mean obviously a great song is a great song and right. people are gonna remember it i mean the way denial impacted me and i was just like yeah this is a dope song this is John from the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. My band, Candiria, will be headlining a very special Blacklight Media Showcase at the Gramercy Theater on Thursday, March 8th in New York City. We have a very special set of music planned for this event featuring songs from our sophomore album, Beyond Reasonable Doubt. Some of these songs have never once been performed live, and you can see it all Thursday, March 8th at the Gramercy Theater. 
You can find tickets for this special event at concerts1.livenation.com or mercuryeastpresents.com slash thegramercytheater. Do you think you're able to do more? You don't have to squash everything no, into three minutes exactly. if you don't. You could do something extensive sure. and put it out there. And the fact that there's nothing else like that, you know, I think I think it stays with people a little longer yes. if they gravitate toward it. Right. If it's too much for them, they're right. immediately like this. But if they do, it, you know, you can you have something that will last with them a lot longer than, sure. than yes. something else that's more, you know, I mean, arranged. So I learned I learned some of that from you. Yeah, you guys yeah, definitely take so, it out of the park, man. Yeah, that's too let's far. Not <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's amazing <laughs> to be able to listen much. to something like, because you again. These guys are weird. They, right, but it's, but, it, but it's beautifully weird. It's like, to me, you can't put a stamp of hardcore on it, in my opinion. No. Because it just goes so far out that you're like, whoa, Thanks. man, Thank that's you. fucking Thank you. sick. Yeah. You, know, so. yeah. you know what I wanted to ask you? I feel like I should be interviewing with you because I, so, I have so many questions. Uh, with this, the why do you call your party Zapped? Zapped. Um, simply because my whole thing with that is it would be any, you could play any music that you think Frank Zappa would approve of. That's it. There you go. Anything he would be like, yeah, I like this there song. I dig it. Right. I dig this artist. Yeah. That could be ACDC to friggin' Aretha Franklin yeah. to, you know, somebody who, plays, so somebody who plays the tin whistle. Somebody plays the tin whistle real well, <laughs> and Zappa will be like, I approve. And in so my and, guy gets and that, that means, out of his mind a little bit. Yeah. Basically, game. it means anything goes. Anything goes. Anything goes. Because that's like his yeah. music. His music was just like, yeah, I mean, anything. you know, I have some of his records that are just like, some of it's ridiculously, you know, comedic and like completely out there in that regard. Some of it is like extremely complex orchestration sure. and composition. Yeah. Some of it's there's a, my favorite record by him is like a collection of just guitar music. It's called Shut Up and Play Your Guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always play a song called Five 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 by him when I play when I do the zap thing. And uh, yeah. it's all in five, and it's one of the best guitar like songs last thing ever. It's all in five. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> five is incredible. Yeah. Man. He's this guy comes to, to the studio, and he he doesn't really pay attention to counts right away. He's more of a feel guy. <laughs> yeah, and he'll sit there and go, "All right, ready? One, two, three, four. And then he'll go into a count. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> You're yeah. not going four. You're doing like a six. <laughs> what? Five stuff, man. I I didn't I love it. I didn't realize how much Frank Zappa impacted me. Mm -hmm. Until I started playing. Mm -hmm. And then what I guess subconsciously remember is there's no rules. Mm -hmm. And Frank Zappa exemplifies that. Yeah. Like he, um, he just is so talented and so control of his instrument mm -hmm. and knows not to be so serious about life. Yeah. He just made a mockery of everything. Yeah. Like I got turned on to him in, in, uh, in Europe when I was a kid. You know, some kid had a collection. He's like, you gotta listen. You, you, yeah. you gotta listen to this guy. So, so like, Joe's Garage mm -hmm. and uh, Man from Utopia are, yeah. are my favorites. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, the Shut Up and Play Your Guitar yeah. stuff is, is just Zoo Dolores is probably my favorite. Oh my God, Black Napkins and uh, what's that song? Shake Your Booty. Shake Your Booty? Is Shake Your Booty on? Yeah. That's a record. Yeah? That's a fine uh, yeah. record. I mean, he's got what? Like it's the only one that I know. 50 yeah. some yeah, records that dude made. Yeah. And, and I'm really not hip to Frank Zappa, yeah. to tell you the truth. The, yeah. the soloing of Muffin Man yeah. is, is, is... It's like just such great shit, man. It's yeah. such great shit. And, so, you know, honestly, for me, it was Ken from Candiria, who he's a big Zappa fan. Mm -hmm. And we would go on the road, and he would just be playing Zappa. And for me, like, comedy and music never really yeah, went well feel, yeah. with me. And, and but but the the instrumental stuff songs like uh, Black Napkins and the stuff on Shut Up and Play Your Guitar that spoke to me 
really like five five five. I was just like, my God, this, I want to cover it. I want to. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. not an easy song to cover, man. You know. Um, so but, the, um, the the lyrics in "Don't Eat the Yellow Snow" don't, don't, don't grab you at do, all. They do now. It took it took all of this time for me to come full circle and be like, "Yo, I love it, man." You know. But don't, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the some of the lyrics are just insane, man. But you like know. the way you guys compose songs, mm -hmm. amazing. I, you know, Thank then you. I can just feel that you guys tap that. Mm -hmm. That and resource yeah. of influence, absolutely. Yeah. You know, actually, before you I guys joined, were like the first guys doing that kind of quote unquote. I mean, I hate the fucking labels, but like quote unquote, like that new metal kind of stuff was basically Candaria started that shit back in the day. No, that's an interesting sort of way. Because before, all right, when, when, all right, because you guys came, you joined the band in what ninety six? Ninety seven, early ninety. Well, sort of ninety six, but I actually whatever around that time. All right, beginning of ninety seven. When and, and you guys had that specific sound. Mm -hmm. And then when did like the quote unquote new metal blow up? That was not, but it's 99, 2000? It started in 92, 93. Yeah, yeah, 92, 93. I always thought the spies were the guys that 24-7 mm -hmm. yeah, spies. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there were some of the ones. early influences yeah. like that. But I mean, honestly, like Deftones, Corn, right? I mean, those, yeah. are, the, those two, are the guys yeah. that... System of a Down, even yes, when did they come around? System of a Down, you know? Those bands really, I think, had were, were the beginning of You know what's funny is that when you ask Corn where they got their stuff from, they'll say like... Um, Sepultura. Mm -hmm. That's what, really what that's they, obvious. What to they me, do you know? is, is what love they, old Sepultura. What they did was they so took cool. their riffs and slowed them down. Sure, yeah. so that's yeah. the way they saw. gave them more of a bounce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you that's know it's did. really interesting because I mean you know we all have our our roots and mm -hmm. our foundation and where we come from. You know what I mean? Like growing up as a kid, and I'm sure you guys had the same experience. Um, I don't know. I just just wondering if you do or not but um like growing up as a kid for me it was like i heard r&b soul disco you know what yeah. i mean streets of brooklyn freestyle i mean yes. i i was like a breakdancing little yeah. kid you know on the streets that's what was happening that's in new york what it was. That's you know what it was, it was yeah. the beginning of rap music and freaking graffiti and i was like that was my life and um you know growing up and then i got into music and and like metal and all that mm -hmm. stuff and then whatever the rest is history yeah. but those influences those early influences like Earthwind and Fire, my dad playing Earthwind and Fire, this live album. It's mm -hmm. just like that. Gets, there's a there's a synth solo in it. I still to this day there's a solo on the new Candiria record that I completely was like, I want this solo to sound just like that. That's just right. Like but that. that but that influence makes mm -hmm. you guys well rounded. That's yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, you know? thanks. It's not just a metalhead listening to metal and then repeating it, right. regurgitating right. metal. That's right. why a lot of metal to me is like, eh. Yeah. 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 But that's Same, the thing. Yeah. It's like the, the Sepultura influence for Korn and that, that they were like, this Kinda is makes sense. part of us. It makes you know? sense. Yeah. It's like, this sure. is what's in our, our bones, yeah. you know, and Think, now we're going to do it our way. And, and, and yeah. Or the fact that Jonathan Davis was a DJ, hip-hop DJ mm -hmm. and a beatboxer. Mm -hmm. So you can hear that he took the, those hip-hop influences. influences and smashed yeah, yeah. them right in. So and same thing what you guys yeah. did with, with this. With yes. This yes. So, that was yeah. his idea mm -hmm. to, to actually make Denial that way where he was like, we're going to marry hardcore and hip-hop on this. Totally hear it. Yeah. Totally hear it in, in the song and throughout the rest of the EP. You know? And you, course, you, pre you pretty much came up mostly through hip-hop, correct? Yes. yes. I mean, the arsonists and... Before and that, you figure... All right, so before that... Rocksteady, this, young, this guy young, can break dance, crazy bro. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not like those guys. <laughs> no, this guy can, he can fucking so, throw down. <laughs> so Crazy Legs put me down as a kid because wow. he, he saw me... He got a demo of me rapping mm -hmm. because I went to school with his sister mm -hmm. and when I was in the Bronx for a little bit. 
And uh, so he he started taking me to open mics and clubs. He got me my first two record deals. Really? So here I am hanging out with the guy from Beach Street and mm-hmm. Wild Style. I didn't register. Yeah. Now I think, oh, that's kind of weird that mm-hmm. it was him, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was the guy, years later, that said, I know you like rock music. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just do it? Yeah. And I was like, you think? He's like, yeah, man. Like, what, what the fuck are you waiting for? It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. So he told me this was when MySpace was hot. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, go on MySpace, put up an ad, and watch what happens. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And I did it, and got a bunch of different New York City bands coming at me, and, and one band in particular from Long Island called Unsound reached out to me, and I happened to be uh, booked for the for the Warp Tour the, a second time. Mm-hmm. So I went out to Long Island, met up with these guys, and I brought them on the Warp Tour, and it just it. It like gave my set more depth mm. than the other hip hop, and and like it was like an aha moment, like oh this does work, and then short it again when the universe wants something to happen. Mm-hmm. So right after I did that, maybe a month later, I get a phone call. Hey, would you ever want to do a record with Fieldy from Corn? It was just like that, mm-hmm. like and and again, it, I didn't understand it because I did I coming in hip hop, and if you knew the hip hop vibe that I was in, sure, like I knew who they were. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention like right, that. Right, it wasn't right, your right. world. Like yeah, that. so I was like, all right. Because I, matter of fact, I just finished doing a song with Raekwon from Wu-Tang. So mm-hmm. I was like, that, that, that was a shining no, moment at the time. Huge. I was like, whoa, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the studio with fucking Raekwon. This mm-hmm. is amazing. And then insane. I get this call. Yeah, so when I went out there and I, you know, we pull up in front of his house, I was like, oh, they're this big? Like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was like, standing in front of a castle, like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he's got an elevator in his house and Damn. But it didn't phase me. What phased me the most was how down to earth he was. Because mm-hmm. everybody was so he's a dick, he's a douche, mm-hmm. don't go cute, you're gonna ruin everything. And I went out there and he was cool as shit. Yeah. Really cool. And he's been my good friend for eleven years. Cool. cool so man. It, you know, it's it's an ill story. Which all leads up to this guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mike Dijon breakdown. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> We were like, you know, talking about, you know, musical influences and, mm-hmm. and music that is sort of the backdrop mm-hmm. in your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. And when, you know, when I was a kid, again, everything going on, disco, R&B, mm-hmm. blues, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my parents, you know, be, you know, cranking country, like on the radio. Frank like, Sinatra, you know, Dean Martin. Yeah. 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 All, all of it. All, all of it. All that, you know, all the, all the Rat Pack stuff. My, yeah. mo- my mother loves Elvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you, I grew up listening to a lot of like that. So when you pick up your instrument and you're just learning it, and you, you can't push away what's already inside you, what's yeah. ingrained in you right. when, when you're growing up. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you know late 70s, I used to roller skate. In, uh, there that was a place called. A, that must have been a spectacle, look at it. I was, you know, I, I, had, I had moves. You could roller skate. <laughs> yeah. but, but me, like they, they had roller rinks, right? Where people would, they would dance sure, yeah. on roller skates to, to, to the disco. No, no footage. <laughs> I wish. I wish. That would be awesome. <laughs> but uh, you know, anybody got we go like uh, you know the they'd be cranking like cars from Gary Newman, mm-hmm. like oh, you know wow. also you know. Uh, Diana Ross, mm-hmm. you know, all, all sorts of like, you know, set, you know, seventies music going on, like soundtrack from Sign of Fever, and uh, you know, <laughs> if it was good, it was good. Yeah. 
I didn't pigeonhole myself to like what I was going to enjoy music wise. Right. You know, as you know, as a young, young kid, mm -hmm. you know, my parents had, you know, the big like 70s classic rock music collection and I'd listen to all of that. So, you know, but, you know, I'd have all this like, you know, British, you know, late 60s and, you know, invasion music mm -hmm. going on and I didn't get into metal till I was like, you know, 13. Mm -hmm. But metal to me was like Motley Crue. That's right. that that was the band Judas that got Priest, me yeah. into Maiden right. stuff. Right. You know, the they weren't really like heavy right heavy heavy bands like say for say Metallica. Mm -hmm. They they had a, a a pop aspect to them right. that I enjoyed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it wasn't till like, I went to my first hardcore show that I knew what brutal heavy music was. Right, right. And and right. how you could what was your first hardcore show? Everybody knows. Uh, Corrosion and Conformity, CBGB's 86. Wow. Jesus Christ. Good wow. shit. Yeah, that was... Crazy. Yeah, that changed my life on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, it's, it's funny that everybody's everybody who... Their first hardcore show is always like a life changer. Mm. And it's always I never look back. Mm. Always. Same with yeah. me. Same yeah. with me. Leeway, saw them by accident. 1990. Yeah, yeah, Leeway opened that show. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was really? their, yeah, it was, the, wow. it was their first show. Yeah, at CBGBs, they had previously played a show in Queens. Yeah, at um, a club called Coventry, mm. in right in Queens Plaza. Okay, became strip club like afterwards. Okay. But, yeah, uh, they usually it do. was it was <laughs> no it was a known club like uh, Kiss played there mm. in the early seventies. Okay, you know before their stage show was like elaborate right. you know when they were right. when they were coming up when they mm -hmm. were trying to like emulate what the new york dolls were doing mm -hmm. right uh so uh and they were called the unruled mm -hmm. uh before oh sorry man it's all good you're being mike's destroying i'm being unruly right now man <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah like um yeah so you know going from you know quiet neighborhood in astoria down to lower east side for the first time, sure. different fucking world. Yeah, you, know, you walk into a cast of characters that is sort of like out of a movie. out of a movie. Out yeah. of a movie. Sure. I, I, I can't explain. You know, there, there's there's a smell. Mm -hmm. There was like a fog. Absolutely. In the club. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like you know all, all the rumors that you hear about how nasty the bathroom is there. It's mm -hmm. all true. It was like like oh, yeah. uh, it was just straight up. Raw, yeah, nasty, and uh, CB's was a fucking rat hole. Yeah. <laughs> it was but disgusting, it was, it was, it was but it was the best. It, you, yeah, you, it was the best. You felt at home there, mm -hmm. no absolutely. Matter, no matter how intimidating everyone looked, because you'd have like you know a crew of skinheads like hanging out across the street mm -hmm. at the bodega across the street. Then across the street from there, there'd be a bunch of you know punks with you know the big you know liberty spikes and you know the mohawks and all that and they're all wearing you know the leather jackets and there'd be a, like a group of metal heads and uh then there would be like homeboys mm -hmm. yes. you know from from brooklyn like you know the first dude i met that like stepped to me was sob yeah you know and i you know i come you know, yeah. from Queens, and I don't know what I'm walking into, and I'm wearing like a Sergio Ticini tracksuit. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Is that you have? That rules. And you know, and Sob still, still had a shaved wow. head, and he was—he yeah, he must have been like 14. He already had full piece mm -hmm. uh, on his chest. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. 
and, and, and like he comes up to me, he's like, "What the fuck are you? <laughs> what the was, fuck yeah, are yeah, you?" Yeah. And I was like, "I was like, I'm Mike. What the fuck are you?" Uh, yeah. right? He's like, "Are you like some sort of Guido or something?" And I, was like, I was like, "Yeah, so what?" He's like, "I like you. I'm Sob. How you doing?" And then like he, right from there, like we were hanging out like every weekend, yeah. and yeah. neither of us were in bands yet. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, when I started my first band. Saab started his band at the same time. Mm-hmm. What was and your first band? It was called Show Force. Okay. We sucked. Yeah, yeah, we actually uh the uh we opened for Sheer Terror at CB's with Marauder. That was wow. that was our first CB wow. show. Uh and Marauder's first uh CB wow. show. I think it was in nineteen ninety. Okay. Wow. Minus, obviously. Yeah, so with minus it's weird because my second hardcore band patterns, we opened up for Sheer Terror. At CB's, I wonder. I gotta see if maybe yeah, you're on see the what, same what, bill yeah, or something like that. Possibly, that's, crazy. that's, that's yeah, possible. Right? That's crazy. It's possible. It's possible. That'd be weird. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you know, again, like as visually scary as it looks at first glance, mm-hmm. I felt so much at home. Yeah. Because they were more welcoming to me than the people in my neighborhood. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people in the neighborhood, like, if you were just a little bit out of line with what they were doing, they'd beat the shit out of you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, like, these dudes could... The Guido stories. That's how it was yeah. out here. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you couldn't be different. You couldn't, Straight up. You couldn't be a shade dark. Nope. Yeah. Wouldn't make it out of the neighborhood. Nope. No. <laughs> I try to tell people yeah. how crazy it yeah, was. Like, people I've don't get it. it. Bad. It was bad in a different way. Yes. It wasn't bad, like, when you left. See, because, you know, like she said, Bane over here... You know, as long as you were of, you know, the right, yeah. like he's saying, the right shade of skin. The, the right you, color you're, you're chart. You're all right. As long sure. as you weren't too different. Yeah. But, you know, for me, leaving the neighborhood, going into the city, you took the train. I mean, back then, the subway was so different, man. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. So, it was just a crazy, crazy Yeah, world back then, like, even like, like around like Avenue X and stuff like that, like if you were hanging out over there, like in like the late 80s, from the early to late 80s, like... If you were black or dark, if you crossed McDonald Avenue, not a good it was thing. a wrap for you. Like okay. there was there was these invisible lines that mm-hmm. everybody kind of knew. Listen, like I don't belong over there. Like I, you know, I I, I should not be walking down Linden Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't be in East New York. Like, like oh, there's yeah. a, there's a certain thing where if I walk over there, I'm gonna have a problem. Yeah, so I'm not gonna go there. And everybody kind of knew. Mm-hmm. And then somebody would come over, and there would be a problem. That's that's the story I told about Stillwell. Mm-hmm. When people, you know, people outside of Brooklyn are not going to know Stillwell Avenue, especially when you get which closer, is right here. Mm-hmm. When you get closer to, to Lafayette High School, mm-hmm. you cross the street, and there's the projects. Mm-hmm. Then you cross the, you know, you go on the other side of the street. It's all houses. And, and when I was a kid, it was all Italian. Mm-hmm. Nobody fucked around. Nope. It was that street divided it. Mm-hmm. Everybody kept in their place. It never got out of hand. Right. So it was like, I, I always thought that that was an interesting, mm-hmm. you know, thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow. This I was going to ask you if there was a, yeah, a reference the street, to the street. I, I just thought it was interesting mm-hmm. how it just separated two massively different worlds. Yeah. 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 And it was just, and it was, just, and it was, it was they, street. It was a street. Lines, it was an invisible was line crazy. that everyone knew about. Yeah. 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 Crazy. We, we had the same invisible lines in Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived by Astoria Park. Mm-hmm. It's like a little enclave over that, this Italian neighborhood I was telling you about. But, Four blocks away was the Astoria Projects. Mm-hmm. And right at 9th Street, that's where the line was, the invisible line. You knew not to go past there. And they knew not to come exactly right out. Because there'd be, you know, weird, there right? Yeah. It's so weird. And the same thing applies to the Queensbridge Projects, which mm-hmm. is which is about yeah. a half a mile mm-hmm. uh, from my house. Mm-hmm. And I never went down there. Mm-hmm. But when I started going to hardcore shows, 
I was so acclimated to being in a volatile environment that one day I just walked right into the projects by myself, like yeah. like nothing, because I actually had a friend, uh, Sasha Jenkins, mm-hmm. oh, right. okay. that grew up in the story projects, mm-hmm. and he happened to be different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's so, very different. Dude. Yeah, and then. You know, you realize that fucking just people just like yeah. us. Yeah. And then uh, I played, uh, you know, full full tackle football uh, in high school, and we used to do pickup games outside of of the organized football. So like, you know, there would be dudes from Queensbridge, it'd be dudes from Ravenswood, Story Projects, and these dudes could ball. Yeah. And you know, and I didn't care they were from the project, so I crossed that line. Right. Right. And and I went and I played with them because I just wanted to be a better player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they would call me Mighty Whitey because I, <laughs> I was the only white dude on the yeah. field. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Let alone, let alone on my team. After the football game, did you change into your Sergio Tacchini? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd walk, I'd walk home with my equipment on. Keep the helmet on. Keep the helmet on. Keep the crash helmet on. Yo. But, the, but the, same, the same thing applied. The same thing applied. Sure, they, sure. they welcomed me in. And, and yeah. again, that made me more well-rounded sure, because man. then now I'm listening to their music. Now I'm sure. getting into hip hop mm-hmm. and I'm getting into, you know, you know what they're about and, yeah. and, and just, you know, embracing the melting pot that is New York. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We live in a really weird world, I yeah. guess, man. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, you think that like all the, 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 like the technology, and all the social media brings us closer together, but it no, really it doesn't. Worse. It's, 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 it makes it worse. You know, I mean, it's we far from see social. more, but it, it's just twisted. It's, it's just anti-social. Yeah. It's very yeah. anti-social. It's weird that they call it social media. Yeah, yeah. No. it's the complete opposite. You, there's no physical aspect yeah. about it, and mm-hmm. and it's just words opinion, on a screen. The opinions are so thick mm-hmm. that I know for me, I'm discouraged to say anything. Yeah, yeah. same here. And, and the algorithms, the algorithms, they they keep it so that all you're seeing is this this very tunnel vision yes. world that, that yes. you basically the control of the algorithms is fucking it's nuts, nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because they just make it so that like yeah you see your you see your opinion you see your idea you know I was having a conversation with uh, two close friends of mine recently they were talking about this idea that your phone listens to you it does. all the time. It does. And, absolutely does. And you, you know, you'll be talking about, oh, I need to go buy a pair of uh, sneakers yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and then you'll see And next thing you know, you start I seeing that. You sneaker ads. You know, Dude, it's like, just like say something like, oh, you know, uh, some something obscure. A, a, a pair of Reeboks. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's like, like tomorrow there'll be a fucking ad for Reeboks. You'd be like, oh, how'd that happen? Mm-hmm. You know how it happens. You just don't want to admit it because it's crazy. This happened a couple of days ago. I was talking with my brother. Mm-hmm. Right? He needed an engine for his, his Guido-mobile. It's an <laughs> 84 Cutlass. So, oh, like, really right? Right. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, so I was like, yo, you're going to, you know, you're taking it to the rebuild shop. You're going to buy a crate motor. What are you doing over mm-hmm. here? So, so we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't Google anything about it you know sometimes you'll google and then it'll come up sure, you know, right, when sure. you're shopping but yeah. we were just talking about it i didn't yeah. enter any searches or anything an hour later you know on my facebook and then there's an ad for rebuilt motors i'm like yeah. what the fuck wow. is this yeah yeah so wow. you, you know so if it's not cool if it's listening to but no one does anything about it it's you know just, that's how it is almost what, what happens when they'll use that against you to lock you up exactly get it man yeah you know i saw i was watching this movie um and uh in the movie this kid it was like this is going back the movie's taking place like 15 years ago Mm -hmm. and uh it was when smartphones everyone was 
you know, on the verge of having one. And he says, uh, you know, they didn't have to put tracking devices in people because everyone's going to own one. It's true. going to be walking around with it's them. It's true. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, basically, well, you got the location thing. Yeah, Who yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. knows what you got? Whether you turn it on or off. And the whole Big Brother thing with thing. Big Brother. When someone gets to a fight, everyone has their phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. We're already crazy. snitching. We're, we're dry snitching. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. The government doesn't need to. They, they provide us with this. Here, look at this. Here's Facebook. Oh, please like my stuff because, you know, I need to yeah. strangers. They said that, that 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 scientifically the like thing mm-hmm. set, does something to the endorphins. Yeah, it's dopamine. Where, where we trip out. And yeah. We, when we, we You're addicted. It. You get addicted to it. Crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, and people don't think that deep into it. People just think, okay, whatever. I mean, yeah, I just said it before. It's only words on the screen. But if you really dig down and you dig deep into the whole entire fucking thing. Sorry. Talk the whole thing. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a fucked up No, it deal. is. It's scary. Yeah. Fuck you, John. <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it. I know. I'm, I know. I'm just, I'm getting, fi- you know, fidgety over here. Uh, <laughs> when, when we go on the... We're going to put it somewhere high so I can't reach right it again. <laughs> if we, we need it. I'm sorry. Nah, ahead. it's all good. It's all good. Uh, when we go on the road, mm-hmm. like, uh, I do the lion's share of the driving, mm-hmm. and you know, driving 10, 12 hours a day and then mm-hmm. just going right into the club and setting up and this and that. Those times are awesome because mm-hmm. I'm away from my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. I don't realize how much more free space I have in my head. Yeah, yeah man, you yeah. live because in the quote-unquote real world. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. nuts. That's why I love going upstate. My dad has property up in uh, Deposit, New York. No signal. Nothing. <laughs> Your phone is useless unless Good. you want to take. A Might as well be holding it, holding a stapler. Dude, it's it's so great. It's so it's so freeing because I mean, yeah, my phone. I mean, is. you know, as you guys, we're all active people. You know, yes. we have lives. So your phone, my phone, it's right. constantly blowing up. A thousand texts a day from right. fifty thousand different sure. people. You know. Me. Oh I'm my god, this guy? <laughs> bro, I got an idea. Being a, bro, being a recording artist, it's, it's such a necessity. It's yeah, it sucks. is. It is. Yeah. It, it's a great tool. It's yes. a great tool. And social media is a great... It's free advertising. Yeah. You know, it, it, There's all these great aspects of it, but there's this evil side to it, too. Yes. Of course. And, uh, I say it all the time. If I, if I didn't have a podcast or I wasn't booking shows or anything mm-hmm. like that... You wouldn't see me anywhere on it. Yeah, I probably. If you have my f- you have my phone number, you can get to me. Yeah, it's nobody needs to see what them, I ate yeah. for dinner. Like, it's, like we're, we're hanging out with the bigger bands. It's interesting to know that a lot of them don't mm-hmm. mess with it at yeah, all. They right? don't. And they have, they have people, people do that do it. Sure, sure. Sure. So they're so out of touch mm-hmm. with it, and it's it, it trips me out. I'm like, man, wow, I don't even know. I hope yeah. one day. I yeah, me too. Go on Facebook and put up ads. Just get like a huge Candiria fan to be like, yo, you want to do me a favor? do it for you because they'll just be all sorts of starstruck because they can do things for candy. I mean, I know that uh, Sick of It All has something yes. like that going on and they do really well. They really do. And, yes. and when, when you were telling me about that and... and about I didn't know. I thought Lou that maybe on. one of the guys from the band... Yeah, mm-hmm. when we had Lou on, like... Yeah, I mean, we're not... They don't handle it. Yeah, they don't handle it. I know yeah, no, they... Actually, yeah. a fan handles it. Yeah, yeah. 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 A fan yeah. handles... Uh, I think it's a girl from like London mm-hmm. does wow. it and also Larry. Broken Larry. Yeah. Because wow. I was I was messaging the sick of it all Instagram about the podcast. He was like, "Oh, it's Larry. Happy New Year." I was like, "Oh shit, what's up?" I thought I was going back and forth with some girl from London, mm. but it's Larry and some other girl that That's handles good, sick of it all man. stuff. That's gold. It is. It yeah. is. And as long as you have like 
the administration thing unlock and nobody can like you know I don't know maybe they can take over your shit I don't know that's my fear yeah you're trusted people you know? yeah, trust people yeah uh, give me your password listen I, I'm from Brooklyn I'm from <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly my level exactly. of trust I don't trust that much <laughs> yeah same here Yo, you guys got a show this coming Thursday. That's right, yes. Bowery Electric. Bowery Electric. So this will be out. I mean, obviously people are listening to it, but for, but for us, we'll put, we'll put this out tomorrow. Put this out tomorrow, Thursday. tomorrow yeah. Thursday, February 22nd. Bowery, Bowery Electric, Electric. Right yeah. down the right block back, from CB's. Right back to your old neighborhood, yes. man. Yes. Right. And it's, it's King's Bounty. Activator, Newborn Kings, and Hello Phones. Bowery Electric has been like a really... Uh, loving to us it's which, a great which, venue which is yeah. which is the, we another challenge we've we've come across is being a new band with not you know with with, with not all the bells and whistles mm-hmm. and backing it's been hard for us to get gigs out here in our hometown mm-hmm. but barry electric has been that one venue that uh that has shown us a great deal of love so awesome. we really appreciate it good stuff that's Very this cool. thursday yeah. yes. seven o'clock doors correct mm-hmm. yes yeah. awesome and what's cool is all the bands on the bill they all have some sort of roots in the hardcore scene, nice. right. but they're doing all different genres of music, cool. right? Cool. And it, it's it's a it's a wide spectrum of music going on. Like uh, Hello Phones is sort of like a new wave dance kind of thing, mm-hmm. and Dimmy from Crown of Thorns plays drums for that. Nice, um, oh, that's cool. And then uh, Activator, so like like really heavy, yes. n- noisy groove type thing. And uh, Shannon Moore, mm-hmm. you know, he's a fixture from the hardcore scene mm-hmm. in, in the '90s. Uh, he sings for that band. And uh, the Newborn Kings, they're a rock band from New Jersey. And uh, the guitar player, Jeff, again, he's, you know, New Jersey hardcore dude, you know, that's yeah. been around forever. So, like, you know, keeping it all family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everyone is promoting it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we're all texting each other and messaging each other, you know, and sharing the invites. Right. It's better than, than, like, when a promoter who's just, you know, just filling slots mm-hmm. that, that doesn't know anybody yeah. and like mm-hmm. you you go you don't know the band that you're playing with you just have your slot right the, the people who come they watch that band and then they leave mm-hmm. they don't support the next band yeah. right so yeah, we yeah kinda, this is more of a community so important man and and bowery electric was actually nice of a, enough to let us do that mm-hmm. so we're very thankful to them and cool. uh hopefully it'll yeah it's be, a great uh, venue i've been to several, be, uh, several shows there so nice yeah. are you guys the headlining is it your show or uh, it's it's our show? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just so happens we're we're on at nine o'clock. Okay. That night, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Newborn Kings is going after us. Okay. Okay. Uh, consider like you know right. per se headlining. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a, that's the, that's the slot that we have right. uh, for the night, and everyone's gonna stick around and and cool. see Newborn Kings. Yeah, but yeah. but but we organize the show. This is our gotcha, show. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Awesome. Cool. And then cool. after that. The, the the interesting one we're doing is uh, Ill Bill reached out to us and we're opening for La Coca Nostra. Really? For three oh, yeah. days. I, 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 I will be at the Philly show. There you go. Oh, yes. awesome. Yes, awesome. I will. Cool. Yeah, yeah, La Coca Nostra's playing three dates, right? Yes. It's Boston, Boston Philly, Philly, New York. New York. And nice. that's going to be, that's going to probably be the most diverse crowd we've ever performed yeah. for mm. thus far because it's, La Coca's audience is very rap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's see... Uh, we're gonna have fun. Yeah. Hey, man. Listen. But 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 you know what though? Like like all like like Bill has has he's a metal a, dude. He's a metal dude, yeah. and it's just I'll get into well well. I'll, he I, actually started. 
in a metal band. Mm-hmm. Injustice, yeah. I know. I have the demo in Human yeah. Condition. And it's actually pretty good. <laughs> it ru- yeah. fucking rules, yeah. man. Yeah. It's him and Necro yeah. and yeah, and Mike Palmieri, I think, was on drums. It's like 1980-whatever. 89, yeah, I think. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. They have he, two he demos. Play the Moors back in yes, the they opened yeah. up for Sepultura. He even says it in one of his rappy raps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He does. But yeah. yeah, on the Grimy Awards, which you have spots on the yes. Grimy Awards. Yes. Yes. Yeah, one of Bill's well, yeah. Bill's second to last record. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the whole thing with compatibility of bands playing live, mm-hmm. there's no rule set either. You throw that shit out the window. Yeah, man. You'll, you'll attest to that. Oh, totally. Because back in the day, Breakdown and Candiria mm-hmm. were the most unlikely pair of bands mm-hmm. to play together. Yep. And we played together all, all the, the time. time. We had From the first show, we had a ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we would make it a point that we were on the same bill together all the time. Because yeah, awesome. it was just, it was a good, it was a good combination. Stylistically, we had yeah. nothing to do with each other. Yeah, but no, but, nothing you know, at Like all. you bring people together that wouldn't normally yes. like this type of music at that time. Yes. Because they're exposed to something different. And, and, and you know, and that's you're cool. not competing. No, you we're know? definitely not, not competing. competing. Exactly. So. Jerry Cantrell, I was just watching uh, mm-hmm. an interview where he says that when, when, when that whole movement started in Seattle, bands would come through. And Alice in Chains was the only band that said, we don't care. We'll open up for Poison, mm. yeah. the Ramones. Yeah. We don't care who yeah. it is. We'll do it. Because all the other Seattle bands seemed to be more like, I don't know. I'm not right. so sure. Yeah. And he didn't, they didn't care. Right. They had that attitude. Like, yeah, it's funny. Cause cause I, 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 was just, I was just looking through a whole bunch of shit that I just recently got back. Like, and, and I went to a trunk and I looked and there was the tour book for the first Clash of the Titans tour. Mm. It was from 1990. It was... Uh, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax, yeah. Slayer, Anthrax, and Megadeth. They would, they did all. They would every show. They would do like, like they, it would be all headlining sets, but they would just switch up the order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every single show for that tour, Alice and Chains went on first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw them up at the Orange County Fairgrounds upstate. And I remember Alice and Chains their first record. At, like Dirt didn't even come out yet. No, their no, first record the first was one. out, Facelift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they will get because you're in, you're in front of a Slayer crowd. Sure. Very hard. Very, very hard. And they would go crowd. on during the day yeah. first and they would be getting booed. But they would just <laughs> rough. Rough. <laughs> yeah. Far side opened up for corn in the nineties. Far side. Far side. Now you know how diff- vastly yeah, different sure. that is? Oh my god. Because that's like you know, more like a groove, hip hop, real chill. Yeah. They're not like Onyx or like NWA. They like no. really chill. They go out and so, they do the song so other would, fish. Yeah. So they would come on and, and they would get booed and, mm-hmm. and the guys, I love that first the guys from corn felt bad, but they they wanted Farside sure. to open up for them. Yeah, so that, happens, man. that record's great. People yeah. sleep on that record. I love that stuff. It's I like love opening, all that old hip hop shit too. It's like opening up for Motorhead or something. Yeah, it's you know, rough, Motorhead man. fans yeah. they don't care who you are. No, yeah, you know, well, yeah, actually that's not true. We were just talking to Matt Brown when uh, this kid Matt Brown, a local musician who played in a bunch of different bands, but he was saying when he first started touring, they went out with Motorhead. And the first and he couldn't night, even he, he couldn't even hear their own songs because they was they were was so they were chanting Motorhead to the beat of whatever song <laughs> they were playing. Yes. So they yes. were like, all right, and they walked off stage. And then he said that they stripped down. They, oh, shit. they got rid of That's the keyboard brutal. player. They just stripped it down, and then they kind of like, like yeah, turn out. the guitars up, get rid of the keyboard, take our shirts off, <laughs> and hopefully it'll work. No makeup, <laughs> no nothing. Yeah, and they, and you they made it work. You come out and you're doing whatever song you're doing, but you can't hear your own shit because the crowd is screaming Motorhead to the tempo of your beat. Your track, wow. Wow. yeah, dad. That's Motorhead scumbag fans, bro. No, fa- That's fan, imagine, fan. imagine they would have awesome. been chanting nuclear. Salt to, to our shit. That would like, suck. <laughs> and, 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 you know, St. Vitus is small, so yeah. it's like, 
You'd yeah. want to just jump into the crowd and lose your mind. That's crazy. Luckily, yeah. luckily that went pretty well. Yeah, that yeah. I was, I, was yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so, I was. Ah, you fucked up. I did. I, I was, I was actually, I'll use it, but it was true. I was with my daughter. I actually, no, I actually, and then that's all good. No, I know. I actually, I, um, cause I'm cool with, with Vinny Paz and those guys. So I, I actually hit up Vinny. And I was like, yo, listen, I'm sorry, bro. You know, that I really wanted to come. He's like, yo, man, family first. I was like, I know, but I really wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And also cool. for Howie, too, man. Howie's the best. And, yeah. you know, it was a birthday show, plus to come and see you guys and whatever. But I just I fucking couldn't go. It was a good show, man. I'm sure it was. It was. It was yeah, yeah, my friend Joe lives around the corner. He, he was there. I couldn't be there. I was working, fucking... But I will try my best to be there on Thursday mm-hmm. at the Bowery. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be, be there. Awesome. I, I, I actually... Be. It's crazy. I was actually... I'm not going to get into it, but I was... I had this event I had to go to to check out this, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so uh, now... <laughs> this nonsense. It's a long story, but um, I'll be there. I'll be yeah. there. Yeah. Awesome. There. That, yeah. that means a lot. Yeah, man. yeah definitely. it definitely does. I'll be rolling yeah. through. Yeah. No, I, man, usually, I usually work at night. I usually work from 3 to 11.30, mm-hmm. but this week is different because of school. It's like there's no school this week or whatever because mm-hmm. President's Day, so I'm off today because whatever. But um, I get out of work at like 5.30, mm-hmm. so... There's a very good chance I'll be able to make it. Today. Oh, what, awesome. where, where can they get? Where can people get tickets? Is it- uh, the, right on the Barrow Electric's website. Perfect. perfect so just perfect. go to barrowelectric.com, or we have the invite on King's Bounty Band uh, uh, on the Facebook page. On the Facebook page. On the Facebook page. Facebook page. Yeah, Band. and there's a, there's a link to the, to the, to the ticket site. Okay. And you can also find you guys King's Bounty Band on Instagram. King, everything is King's, King's Bounty, Bounty Band. Band. So Twitter our website, also. Our website is kingsbountyband.com. Twitter. Yeah. Our, our Twitter numbers are kind of scarce. Mine also. Twitter's a weird, can't weird keep up, man. Some people live by it. I don't know I what it is. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. There's so many. So many Trump things. saved Twitter. In my <laughs> Did he do that? Yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> he made it attractive. Because yeah. that's where he does all his talking. Yeah, and yeah. that's where everybody signed up just to see the yeah. crazy shit. You know? And he, he does... Oh, some crazy shit! Yeah. Was, it's <laughs> it's his like digital pulpit. Yeah, yeah. if he's doing it, mm-hmm. he might not be doing it. Who know. knows mm-hmm. the truth? Yeah, he no doesn't see for point. me like he doesn't really look capable. Yeah. But I think he's yeah. doing it just with voice recognition yeah. and, and like, just <laughs> probably, it out. Yeah. probably. I mean, who knows what's going on for real? Yeah, and plus you can see if the 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 ad for this podcast, if you got anybody looks at it, I put all the. Yeah, well, I like the graphics, man. Thank, thank you. you, sir. Thank you, you. You've been updating thank me with a lot of graphics. Thank you, sir. This guy's an animal with that. Yeah, shit. he's very, really, really yeah. cool. Man. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. I, I try to try to try very, to do very artsy of you, man. Try, that's, artsy. That's very. <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> Artie, Jimmy Artsy Ferrari over here. Hey, Artsy Ferrari. That would be me. Artsy Ferrari. Yeah, see? Thanks, that's, Q. Oh New Nick stick to the wall, man. Fantastic. Oh, boy. Artsy Ferrari. Oh, I like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man. So, uh, good stuff. <laughs> so, where do you get a good espresso in this part of Brooklyn? I don't know. Ask Johnny that's a good here, question. Right? Uh, There's a couple of places around here. You, what, you need an espresso? We'll Hell take a walk. Yeah. All right. Take a walk. Cool. Hey, we'll go you guys same. Told you. Well, not right now. All right, yeah. hey, man. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up. We'll yeah, go on over a little over. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're all right. We're all right. Unless you guys want to hit pause. We got the espresso. Hey, listen. This was a this was a good conversation. Uh, yeah, not that I'm you. saying we should wrap it up, but this was this was good. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you. Nice. Thank you for having us. Nice. Yeah, anytime, man. Flow of uh... and, and we definitely appreciate it. And um, 
Yeah, we like to like, switch it up too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when we first started, I mean the the people that that, that have listened to the episodes kind of know the deal. We we first started, we were gonna me and John and somebody else, we were gonna we were gonna do like this big festival thing, mm-hmm. and we were like, yo, let's do a podcast, and you know we could promote it, and then it just kind of turned into you know a lot of we had like just strictly hardcore people at first, and then we had you know different people like. You know, like Joe D'Onofrio from Goodfellas was on. And really? Yeah. Yeah, was, cool. yeah, you know, we had him on and we had, you know, Mina Caputo was on. And then we had stunt women and, mm. and all different kinds of people. Yeah. So, I mean, the next episode, I'm not going to say it right now, but, you know, in a couple of days we're going to record with, I already told you who. Right, right, right. So, right. you know, it's 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 very different. That's it's, good. Which all is cool. That's good. Because I can't, I mean, look, you know, grew up in the hardcore you know, scene and, and the metal scene, but I, I can't. Genius. You know, it's audio engineers, you know, you know, it's, you know. I can't, I can't it's got to be more than that, you know, I can't. It's the world, go man. crazy yeah. if it was we one. Had, we, had, we had one of his friends, her name was Chantal, Chantal Barley. She, mm-hmm. It was her and two of her best friends. They did uh, this, this uh, a bike ride for a thing called Warrior Expeditions. Mm-hmm. They, they, it was her and two girls started from Grand Central Station and biked all the way to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Are you yep. kidding me? Yep. Yeah. To just to raise awareness to like this, it. Yeah. yeah. So we had her on, and yeah. it was awesome. It was, it was incredible. Like completely it was different. Such an incredible. Especially got in touch with this guy. This guy does like bike rides. I would have rode with them. He like yeah, <laughs> bike rides from Queens to Toronto. It was just a cool a conversation, conversation of like, what the hell could yeah. happen? Yeah. Like, literally drive, riding your bicycle across mm. country. That's yeah. amazing. Took them, took them over well over two months to do. Yeah. And they just had a blast. It was just a cool. And you know, they're such cool people. And just like different worlds, you know. And and it's nice to bring that here and bring those two worlds together, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and and just spread awareness about a great cause, you know, right. that helps was it acclimate uh, acclimate veterans people, yeah, veterans from, from that have you know recently out of service, they come home and they right, uh, right, maybe right, have some, right. you know, some shit to deal with. So the, what they do is this program gets these people out on the road and to do trips like this to really wow. just deal with their shit, you know, and along the way you get you know support and pretty amazing stuff. Uh, yeah. I have a, I have a friend that was in the service and and uh, he's. Not the same. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. not. So like you know, sure. so I have conversations with him, you know, on the regular. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know he's he's out from the first uh, desert storm. Oh yeah. wow! From the 90s. Back there. wow. Yeah, so you know, what I mean, so like people, whatever. That's that's a distant memory, but it's still affecting this guy. Of life. course, mm-hmm. sure. Fucked crazy up. man you know so that that's an awesome thing that these girls yeah are. that's yeah. really it cool man no it's fantastic man and yeah. you know good people funny she's an awesome person Chantal yeah. yeah. Um, you, you brought up Mina Caputo. Yeah, yeah we had her on. Yeah, she, yeah, oh was my God. it was Amazing. awesome. Yeah, go back and she's listen. I think she's episode thirteen or yeah, something like that. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued person. with this new life of agony situation. Yeah, uh, the, they they have a girl drummer now. Now, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. recent. Yeah. Yep. You know who this They just sold out St. Vitus two nights in a row too. They're playing St. Vitus. They sold out two nights in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and I just saw the video. Matt Matt Brown, one of the guests we had on, he the last co-produced the record, I think, and yeah. engineered it. Really? Yeah, so that's like a, you one. know, six degrees of separation type thing going on. Yeah, um, John yeah, Blancclot was recently on. We had Luke yeah. Cola from Sick of It All on. Mm-hmm. It was cool, man. But the Mina Mina episode Mina for was me cool. was just she's such a deep person, man. You know, and just the energy from yeah. this this incredible talent. It's like really really cool to just hear her speak and ask her some questions and shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Does Plus, I know Mina from South Shore High School. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. I uh, remember the first time, actually, the first time I saw Life Agony. Me too. We, we played with them. I saw them in, in Staten Island. Mm. And, uh, well, Keith at the time had a, a 
He had a podium. Yeah, he was up in the up in the podium playing the keyboard. He had like a flock of seagulls haircut. <laughs> yeah, and uh, flock, flock of, of seagulls. And like uh, Jesus Christ, I yeah. had like some sort of earpiece yeah. and was like playing like a keyboard and, with the microphone, yeah. like with the mic stand. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's my meaning. <laughs> you know, I'm like, impression. I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, I guess somebody there was an industry guy there, uh, Dom. Dom from Brooklyn. He he was he actually VJ'd on on uh, I don't know on MTV like back in the days. Like they got to blow up, yeah. no doubt. Mm-hmm. No yeah. doubt they did. Yeah, they still they still bring it, man. They yeah. still do really really well. Yeah. Diehard fans, yeah. man. We know? were trying to open up for them last year. I'm a huge Live Agony fan. Couldn't, like, like, couldn't they, get it to to, mm-hmm. to have their their record release at Urban Plaza last year was fucking incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Sold out. It was, I was going banana. Like there's certain bands I go bananas for. Mm-hmm. Live Agony happens to be one, just because it's <laughs> it's like a time and a place thing. Like when the demos came out and when River Run Red when River Runs Red came out. I was that angsty fucking teenager, like right. heavily involved in the hardcore scene. So whenever I hear that shit and I'm there live, I bug out. Like them, leeway, sick of it all. Like I'm fucking all in. They're, all they're in. you. You could tell they're Brooklyn on their sleeve. Mm-hmm. Oh, Life sure. Agony, because sure. it's that whole like Systems Two era. Yeah. And you know, for for productions, because mm-hmm. like you know, the, the typo. Yeah. Yep. Was Josh Silver. Yeah. Josh Silver, man. Uh, that uh, love songs to be unloved. Uh, yeah. Shit Terror. Yeah. Which is. One of my favorites. Yeah, you know, people always, you know, say, you know, just can't hate enough. Can't hate enough, right. or whatever. But the, their the, newest one is the, incredible, the, the, man. The playing on on that, you mm-hmm. know, like Mark Newman's playing is, is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you know the, the typo shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Josh was like, you know, going outside the box yeah. as well, and gave like Brooklyn its own identity in sure. terms of sound. Yeah. Sure. You know, the, mm-hmm. it was always a little bit darker, right? Mm-hmm. Even though even the Biohazard. Uh, like the first couple of records were a little oh yeah like, a little, lot of people said back in the day if there was no typo negative in Biohazard there would be no Life of Agony a lot of people were saying back in the early 90s mm-hmm. which I could hear that I could definitely hear that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that, those influences sure. yeah we were just talking about that having that conversation that that dude doesn't get enough credit Josh, Josh. Silver, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know he really dope. doesn't people don't really understand that there's a, there's an aspect even though it was subtle mm-hmm. that really was like a huge part of typo sound and a lot of band sound from that era and uh, Matt was saying that was another thing that they were, you know, it was important for them to incorporate into the New Life of Agony record, that, that element. So, so go back and going. listen to the Mina Caputo episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Totally. That's really good. That's really shit, good. right? He yeah. thinks I hate on Brooklyn all the time. No, right? no, no. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, so yeah, once again, this Thursday, yeah. February 22nd, 7 o'clock, Bowery Electric. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hello, phones. Activator. Activator. Newborn, Newborn Kings, Kings. And Kings Bounty. Kings Bounty. There's, a lot of king, there's a lot of kings on the, on yeah. the bill. It's all right. You Too just... many kings and no paupers. <laughs> there you go. Smarten yeah. up and go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, we, we would love for, for everybody to come through and see this one. This one this one is uh, something kind of important for us position-wise as well. We're going to have a lot of who's who in the, in the audience. Right. Cool. To you know, give them a little display of what we're doing. So trying to fill up fill up the uh fill up the room fill up the room man. hell yeah. yeah very cool cool and, that, and then a lot of people are reaching out too yes. saying like you know the, i guess there's like a buzz catching on mm-hmm. which know, is a beautiful since thing we, like did the run with corn but now people actually like want to see it with, with they're the, curious with, with, yeah they're curious they want to see what they're hearing about mm-hmm. and good that's, especially that's with the observation you made when people go cue mike dejan what mm-hmm. so they're like oh, yeah i gotta see this. that's what i thought i was mm-hmm. like all right well Unique. I know him as a hip hop dude, right? And still well. Right. All right, Mike Dijon, break down Chronic Thorns. Like, yeah. all right, 
So, here we go. Yeah, exactly. This is where we're over here now. Very cool. Um, is there, <laughs> when, when is the album actually dropping? We, we're, we don't we're, know yet. We're looking for we're looking for a label. I got you. That, okay. That's got you. that's there's no artsy way to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's called a callback. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> nice. Um, so that that's that's what we're doing. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, it was a pleasure. Nah, thank you. The pleasure we was really ours, and we thank you so much, man. Yeah, right in my so backyard. Let's do it again. Let's do it again, man. Yeah, we'll do it again oh, after yeah, the yeah. album drops. After mm-hmm. a show, whatever. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, whatever, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, real quick. Oh no, no. go ahead. Come on, man. Right, Just shut me down. Um, <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, all that nonsense. You can find us. Please rate, download, and review it on iTunes. You can find it at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Blast Furnace Productions on Instagram, Blast Furnace NYC on Twitter, Candiria the band on Twitter. Just type in Candiria on Facebook, you'll find it. RisingPulseRecords.com to get all the Candiria and Rising Pulse swag that this guy peddles. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Newborn Kings. Sorry. And uh, sorry. What, sorry. What, you throw me all text and somebody's you know Kings Bounty Newborn Kings. Hello, phones activator. Not in that specific order. Bowery Electric this Thursday. That's it. Right? All right. That's it. That's it. All right. God bless. Capital Q, Mike Dijon. Thanks, fellas. It seems you got caught up buying into the fantasy. With not enough tenacity, you won't withstand the beat. The accolades you praise are all self-proclaimed Once you fall into the trap, you only have yourself to blame Slowly the virus spreads You're in denial, friend You let the lion lead you blind Slowly the virus spreads You're in denial, friend You let the lion lead you You don't know what to believe